And now it's time for the UP's favorite live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. Here's Blake Froling. What's going on, Marquette? Thanks so much for joining us here on ESPN UP. We've got Kellen Buddy from ABC 10 in studio. We are presented by John's Auto Marquette. Oh, we got sponsors. Yeah, we got sponsors. Wow. Shout out, John's Auto. Wow. Thanks so much for giving us a sponsor. We're going to make him proud. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, we always do. Shout out. Yeah. So if you, wanna, <laughs> if you want to have us make your business proud, let us know. And we can do that too. Cool. We can have multiple sponsors. As many as, as we can fit in. Yeah. We'll sponsor everything possible. We have a draft coming up later. We could have that sponsored by someone. Maybe the show at one point will just be all sponsors. No, no content. 60 minutes of ad reads. Mm-hmm. People are just listening the whole time, waiting for the show to start. Yeah. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And then it's, okay, we're done. All right, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to what we have to talk about. But first. First. Yeah, this next segment we're about to get to brought to you by. <laughs> that, I mean, that's genius. Brought to you by John's Auto. Right, because after a while, you've listened for so long, you're not going to turn it off because you figure, okay, this has to be where yeah. they start. Yeah. And it's just another ad read. That's, just, <laughs> that's genius. We will get to our draft. It's a top 25 under 25. It was inspired by The Athletic. Mm-hmm. We're not doing all 25. But we did something similar last year with Jake. We're doing it again this year. And we bring it up because their list... It's kind of sad, if I do say so myself. And we'll get to that later. The but, Detroit one? Yes, the one that they did. Yeah, after after you get past like the top ten, yeah, it's, they a little, were, it's a little iffy. They were scraping the barrel a little bit. So yeah. we will get to ours. We're going to do Detroit and Wisconsin, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Equal opportunity. Uh-huh. Talk some baseball. Victor Martinez dropped a bombshell on all of us last night. I, I was absolutely blindsided. Never saw this coming. Never. Uh, also a Henrik Zetterberg comparison. Coming. Saw that coming. A map <laughs> by CBS Sports might infuriate half of the population in the state of Michigan. The other half would be like, yep, thought so. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later in the show. Start first. Week two of the preseason in the NFL is upon us. The Packers will be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Football's back. It is back. <laughs> Number 12 time we've said that, uh-huh. I think. So... Let's get into it. One thing I want to point out about the Steelers, something that the Packers should be doing, because Ben Roethlisberger, good, not great quarterback, but he always gets hurt. He's already hurt. Mm -hmm. and Got the walking boot on. He's got the walking boot. Big Ben's walking boot is on. (laughs) But what the Steelers do is they prepare for this because they know he is guaranteed to miss at least two to three games each year. So what do they do? They have three, I think quality backup quarterbacks right now. They have Landry Jones, who plays every single year, which, is that a good or bad thing for a backup, to have to to know that you're going to play every single year? I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you're a backup quarterback, obviously you're hoping to become a starting quarterback in the future, so I think it helps that you've got that professional experience, you know, two or three games. You know, it's exactly kind of what Brett Hudley had to deal with mm-hmm. last year. That didn't go well. It didn't go well, but, I mean... I think for from Brett's standpoint, it's better that you know he has some legitimate reps on on the field mm-hmm. instead of just you know two or three drives every preseason game. Right. So they have him as a backup. They drafted Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. That's a good pick. They also had Joshua Dobbs, former Tennessee quarterback. So they have three again. I think 
quality backup quarterbacks because they know that Big Ben's probably going to miss time. Now, if you're the Packers, it's not a guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing 16 games every single year now. And you saw that last year, how ill-prepared they were. So I think the Packers need to do that, be a little more aggressive with their backup quarterbacks. Trading for a failed Deshaun Kaiser is not going to cut it. And I cannot remember their third-string quarterback's name because he is so forgettable. He's just a body, basically, as Jake said yesterday. They have a third-string quarterback? They do. I I guess he would be a fourth-string, but third-string in the preseason because Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Yeah. So fourth-string quarterback. That's what the Packers need to do. Take a page out of the Steelers' playbook here and shore up that backup quarterback situation or else you're just living in fear Basically, the whole season, that one bad hit to Aaron Rodgers is going to ruin your season every single time. Yeah, we, the Steelers can act, actually stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we seem to talk about this a lot, is teams that have just so much success never really prepare for that success to start to become in question. Obviously, all these Detroit teams having such great runs, and then you know they start losing their talent – they're not prepared. The Packers need to be prepared for Aaron Rodgers to be gone. And obviously, like we've said, we don't see that happening yet. Nope. So let's look at this individual matchup. We're going to treat this like a playoff game. Oh, That's boy. how important it is. Oh. No, no, we're actually not. Oh. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to see in this game is I want to see the young cornerbacks handle themselves a little bit better. And they get some slack because last week was their first preseason game. But, you know, I want to see more of Kevin King... Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander. I just want to see them tested more to see what they have because early in that first preseason game, that secondary got torched. So I want to see them put up a little bit better of a fight. I don't know if Roethlisberger is going to play. I would doubt it. But if he does, that'd be a fantastic test for them. I want to see. I'm going to be really looking closely at how they do. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we have some questionable um some questionable wide receivers, you know, um, Juju Smith-Schuster is questionable, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown's questionable. This is going to give a chance for, you know, some of the younger receivers in the Steelers organization to, you know, kind of promote themselves and show, hey, I'm ready for the big time. Mm-hmm. Packers wide receivers, too. It seems like that's a very crowded group in the four, five, six, seven that all want to move up to that third or fourth spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have... Marquez Valdez Scanling, Equin Equin St. Brown. Equinanimous. Equinanimous. Equestrian. Equestrian, yeah. Equestrian. Uh, Equality St. Brown. I don't know. St. Brown from Notre Dame. Mr. St. Brown. Doesn't he have a brother? Does he? I think I think he has a brother that's got kind of a A weird name. Weird first name too. I think he might play for USC or used to play for USC. We'll get a research. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. I thought you were gonna say his name was gonna be like John. (laughs) <laughs> it probably would. Wild John. <laughs> it probably would be. He might have been the oops child. <laughs> His parents weren't prepared. No, they were not prepared. <laughs> like the, like the long, Steelers were. <laughs> how long did it take uh, to come up with that name? Equinimus. Anemone? Anemone. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Um, I don't even think he can. I don't know. How long did it take? Because um, you have to make that up. A few minutes. I don't think that's a real name. You just have to come up with that. That's tough to do. Hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, Jay Kumaro has been showing out, I think, in preseason and, and so far in training camp. He's pushed himself up. Jamon Moore, I have not heard that much from him in this early training camp. He was the highest wide receiver picked this year by the Packers. So there's a lot of competition. It'll be interesting to see how they try to separate themselves tonight. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, preseason, a lot of people overlook it. But I think it's rightfully a, so. Rightfully so. But I also think it's a really good chance to kind of see what your younger players are going to look like, what their potential is. And so I think, obviously, I'm not watching preseason football as much as I wish I was. But Do I, you really wish you were watching more preseason football? Yes. Okay. He's winking. That doesn't really go through on the radio. <sighs> I'm not winking. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I just I just think knowing kind of what your team has to offer in the future, I, I think, is is a pretty neat aspect of preseason football. It's really, I think, just for figuring out the last five or ten roster spots. Yeah. You know, maybe some of your new draft picks, you want to break them in. But you also don't want to break them in too much because then you can get a situation like Washington had where they lose their star running back, rookie running back, Darius Geis, for the whole season with an ACL. So you have to kind of toe that line between letting them get their feet wet in NFL action and protecting them so they can actually be available for you when the real games start. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the toughest part, especially when you draft a rookie who you think is going to be your starting, you know, quarterback, running back, whatever. You know, exactly what happened with Delvin Cook last year in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going to be their star. He was going to basically carry them to the Super Bowl. And I think if they had him, their chances are a lot higher in that NFC Championship game. They got blown out in that game, but I do see what you mean, where it could have changed everything. Because other than him, would they have Jarek McKinnon? He's not good. He's overpaid now by the 49ers. They are saying, though, Dalvin Cook looks even faster this year. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he basically had the entire season to rehab and the entire offseason to Mm -hmm. start training and, excuse me, get back to, I think, where he was before. Yeah, so watch out rest of the NFC North. Also, Yikes. their punter, J.K. Scott, I've never seen a punter get any kind of hype, but these Packers beat writers, they just love tweeting out the hang time for his punts. Oh, five-second hang time from oh. J.K. Scott. Oh, it was so good, guys. Oh, man. 40-yard punt, mm. five-second hang time. Oh, man. Dropped it right at the seven-yard line. Injected directly into my veins. It was. It's incredible how much they're they're just falling over themselves talking about J.K. Scott. I think the only other punter that's gotten that kind of hype was Marquette King. Yes, and that's and he's a good punter, he's but it's man. more for his yeah his, his personality showmanship. Yeah, John Gruden didn't like that. Gave him the boot. He's yep. with Denver now. I think. gave him the boot. Yeah, he is with Denver. Ah, the boot. See, <laughs> I didn't even try to do that. Just, <laughs> just worked out. <laughs> so if I were a punter, I would I would do exactly that. I would try to make a name, a brand. For myself, Marquette King has a brand. Mm-hmm. No other punter besides the retired Pat McAfee had a brand. Yeah. You know, where you just you just got to be yourself, show some personality. I, I I think my favorite punter celebration is when they do the chip shot to pretend like they just stuck it real yeah, close, stuck it real close to the pin. Yeah. So also, it's got to be embarrassing to be drafted behind a punter because he was a fifth round pick. How would that feel? Probably not good. I would say no. He's got. He must. He must be a really good punter, though. He is. I mean, have <laughs> you seen the hang time numbers? Uh, uh, five seconds. Oh, That's incredible. So good. So oh, good. Man. So he's getting a lot of hype. Worrisome. Hopefully, he lives up to it. Yeah, a lot of pressure from a Packers standpoint. Yeah. Well, I don't really care if he lives up to it. Yeah, me neither. Also, big story from yesterday, which we talked about, was Jalen Ramsey going off on every single quarterback. In the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he talked about Matthew Stafford. I thought he was not mean or anything to Stafford with his words. Said he basically 
does what they need them to do, and he's not amazing. That's basically what he said. And it's – I think that's pretty true. Yeah. Golden Tate took exception to it. Also, if you didn't know, Golden Tate's sister is – I don't know. Are they married now? But I, I have no they idea. They are wait. dating. She date, is dating or is married to Jalen Ramsey. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's an athletic family. Yeah, conflict of interest. Right? No, I think I think Stafford isn't super great compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the league, but I think based on what he's had to do in the recent years for the Detroit Lions, all of those comeback wins, I, I think he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the team's history ever yeah. of all time. Uh, he is the best, <laughs> but it's the Lions' history. Exactly. So it's basically if you show up and play more than five years, you're going to be at the top of the, that list. Exactly. And that's exactly what he did. He's just the longest tenured quarterback, so he has shattered all the records. Yeah. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but no. it's it's a participation trophy with the Lions. He's an electric factory, yes. I will say. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Win or loss, he makes it exciting. Yeah. So Golden Tate was asked about the Jalen Ramsey comments. Here, here is the, uh, the exact quote from Ramsey. I think he's straight. I don't think he's the best quarterback out there, but he do what he got to do. I think that's fair. Yeah. So Golden Tate said, he has his opinion. I don't know. When's the last time they played us? Reporter said two years ago. Uh, Golden Tate, what happened? Reporter, Lions won. Ramsey was crying on the bench. <laughs> Golden Tate. Oh. Oh. Not in his head. Do you think he knew that? Oh, I think he definitely knew that. He just wanted other people to hear it. Golden Tate. I did not remember that. Now I do, but there's a picture I'm looking at right here. Ramsey crying on the bench. It's pretty hilarious now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Pretty sure that was his rookie year, but still, crying on the bench? That's a terrible You're thing. a football player. That's not grit. There's no crying in football. Oh, my gosh. I Tell mean, that to Blake Bortles. Oh. Are the Jaguars a crying team? Hey, that's, there was something in his eye. He had allergies. He mm. was not crying. Mike Tomlin had something in his beard. In his beard? Yeah. You don't, you don't remember that? That entire oh. game, he had like a crumb or, oh, or that something in his so beard. Weird. And they just kept focusing the camera on him. It was gross. Someone had to tell him. That's, that's Nobody bad. told him. I know. It's like, you're, are you afraid to? Come on, man. But yeah, crying on the bench, that's a terrible look. Yeah. I don't even remember why, because he wasn't hurt. I think he got beat or something. The Lions won 26-19, I think, so maybe he got beat for a late touchdown. Probably. Is that is that cry-worthy? Maybe if you're in youth football. Yeah. Flag football. Yeah, if this is Pop Warner yeah. and you get beat, <laughs> you know. I can remember playing youth flag football and arguing a, a non-pass interference call with the referee who was probably 15 years old, and I got so mad at him they started crying. So that I happens. guess that would be that all happens. right. I'm really excited for week one. You got Giants, Jags. It's going to be Ooh. Odell Beckham Jr. with Jalen Ramsey. I like that. You hear yesterday Eli Manning's press conference? Oh, yeah. Wait, who? 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 So so that'll be so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to root for because the Jags have been absolutely, you know, incredible to watch the last season. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a Giants guy. I'm rooting for the Jags. I think I am too. Because the Giants, they could be sneaky in the NFC. Yeah, I think last year was a bit of an anomaly. Yes, it was definitely yeah. an anomaly. We're going to ignore my NFL preseason predictions from last year. Oh, not that good, huh? So yeah, okay. so I'm going all Jags. 
okay. that one. Also, I got to support other Blakes out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big Bortles guy. Okay. I'm not here for the Bortles hate. I'm not either. Just throwing that out there. When we come back, we will do our top five under 25, the second annual top five under 25 for the Detroit and Wisconsin pro sports teams. Uh, we will also make fun of, cry at, be depressed by the athletics version of their top 25 under 25 for Detroit. It's, it's not pretty. That's what I'm going to say. It's not pretty. We're going to get to that right after this year on the Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. Kellen Buddy is with me in studio. Everybody loves lists. Everybody loves drafts. We're big draft guys. So we're going to give you a draft in just a moment. But first, The Athletic... Subscription required. Did their top 25 under 25 for Detroit. Top athletes under 25 years old in Detroit. So my first thought was that's going to be kind of tough because there are not 25 superstars under 25. There are not 25 superstars just in Detroit, period. Yeah. I don't think. That would be a tough list in general. There's maybe like five. So if you go down the list, I tallied it up. 13 of the 25 players on this list have not reached the Detroit level with their respective teams. So they're in the minor leagues or are rookies and have not played yet. More than half are not official pros. Interesting. That's kind of sad. Because it seems like kind of a prerequisite of kind of proving yourself. What was it titled? Detroit Sports Organizations? Uh, It was Top 25, yeah, Pro Organizations. Okay. But still, yeah. so they're technically eligible. Yeah. But but the fact that half of them, over half of them, have not even played meaningful minutes or innings in the four sports, that's not a good look. I don't think. I least. mean, some of them haven't even entered the organization. Some of them haven't played a game. Right. They've the not even played in their minor leagues yet. Yeah. So it's not good. Number one. Dylan Larkin. No-brainer. I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah. Honestly, after Dylan Larkin, it's all up for debate. Yeah. I don't think there is a clear number two. I agree. Number two on this list was Taylor Decker, left tackle for the Lions. I'm okay with that. Joe Jimenez was number three, reliever for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He was an all-star. Yeah. He was the token all-star. Number four, you're the Red Wings guy, Philip Zadina. Mm-hmm. Does he deserve that? I don't know if he deserves number four. I think top 10 was deserved. Um, He's probably the closest the Red Wings have had to a generational talent since Nick Lidstrom left. But he has not even played in the minors for Detroit yet. Exactly. That's why it gets so iffy. Right. But he was projected as a top three pick. Mm -hmm. Some people had him going number two. And he fell to six. The Red Wings got really lucky with him. Um you know, I keep saying it. I'll be surprised if he doesn't see time in Detroit, if mm-hmm. he doesn't get his nine games in Detroit that he's supposed to get with his contract. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think four might be a little generous, but don't be surprised if he has a big rookie year. Okay. Number five, there was a tie. Jared Davis, linebacker for the Lions, and Anthony Mantha for the Wings. Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty fair. I think Jared Davis has a bright future. 
even though he struggled at times last year as a rookie. He had a lot on his plate right away. I think this year with Matt Patricia, he's going to have a big year. Yeah, he's got potential to be their middle linebacker mm-hmm. for years. Yes. Uh, and I, I think he's he's an exciting player, and I, I think we haven't seen his ceiling yet. Not even close. I would have put him above Zadina just because he's proved a little bit more. I probably would have too. Uh, so I'm just going to go down the list real quick, read the rest of them. Okay. Casey Mize, number seven, pitcher for the Tigers. Franklin Perez, pitcher for the Tigers, number eight. Both have not played. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver for the Lions, number nine. Michael Rasmussen, another Red Wing that has not reached the pro level, number 10. Luke Kennard, number 11, my boy. I'm, I'm not even going to read the rest of these, but <laughs> I'm going to go down to number 20. Daz Cameron, minor league outfielder, 20. Another tie, Tease Tabor, backup, 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 defensive back for the Lions. Joe Valeno, also number 22, another first-round draft pick this year for the Red Wings. So another guy who hasn't proven anything. 23, Isaac Paredes, another minor league infielder. Number 24, Jamal Agnew, punt returner for the Lions, was pretty good last year, had a couple touchdowns. Yeah, he was fun. That was fun. And uh, Dennis Chalowski, another guy who has not re Well, has he played a little bit in the NHL? Did he, yeah, he, he got he, some time? He, yeah, he got some playoff time in Grand Rapids. Okay, so that's the list. Yeah. Not great. So mm-hmm. we can do better, and we're not going to do a list because lists, they're so last year. We're doing a draft. It's all about drafts. It's all, all about, about drafts. drafts. So... We are going to break it up into two parts. We are going to do Detroit, and we are going to do Wisconsin. We are not going to combine them. We're going to do two separate drafts. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with Detroit. Okay. Obviously, yep. because Detroit. So would you rather have – should we do like a coin flip or something for who gets the first pick? Or? Yeah, I think a coin flip is fair. Do you have a coin? I do not. Do you want to do rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Best two out of three. Oh, God. I'm so bad at rock, paper, scissors. It's not even funny. This is great radio. Let's do it. On shoot. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. We tied. Yep. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> we, we tied. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, my. <laughs> we tied three times in a row. All right. <laughs> it's not working. Okay. Whoever wins this one gets the first pick in the Detroit one. The loser gets the first pick for Wisconsin. Okay. On Fair? shoot? Yes. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> All right, so you Let's get Detroit. Yep. I get Wisconsin. We'll do one. Do you want to do one, then two, then one, 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 one to make it fair? Or do you just want to do one, 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 one? Uh, what? So, like, <laughs> what do you, do mean you one, want then the f- two? So, if you do the first pick, then do you want me to do get picks two and three? Like a snake draft? But then after the two and three, it's just four, five, six, seven, back, forth, back, forth. Just to even out the person getting the number one pick. Or do you just want to do straight up one, 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 We should one. probably just do straight up one, one, You're one, kind of getting lost in it already, I can tell. Yeah. All right. So first pick. It's still early. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Detroit, top 25, under 25. So they cannot be 25. Under. They can't be 25. Cannot be 25. Okay. Under 25. Okay. As of right now. Okay. Go, first pick. Dylan Larkin. Okay, that's pretty easy. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was easy. <laughs> like I said, after that, it's kind of a toss-up. It's a toss-up. <sighs> My first pick, I'm going to have to copy the athletic here and go with Taylor Decker. Okay. Plays one of the most important uh, positions in football, protecting Matthew Stanford. So he's my guy. Okay. 
next up? Let's see. I think I'm going to go against everything I said here. And I'm going to pick Michael Rasmussen. Oh, Michael Rasmussen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why him over a guy like Zadina? Because Rasmussen definitely has way more potential to spend more time in Detroit this year as opposed to Grand Rapids. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, he'll be definitely on the opening night roster. We don't see that yet with Zadina. That's no fault but Ken Hollins. It's no fault but Coach Blashels. But I think Rasmussen has a lot of potential right now based on his performance in the Western Hockey League last year. I think I, I I definitely think that he's he's a solid number two pick. Okay, solid number two pick. I'm going to go kind of on the same lines. Casey Mize, okay, pitcher. He was the uh, number one overall pick this year. Has a devastating splitter, the highest rated Ooh. splitter in all of minor league baseball. Could be a future ace. Could be a bust. I don't know, but number one pick. Were you split with that decision? Oh. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. So, yeah, Casey Mize is my number two pick. Cool. Number three for you. Jared Davis. Jared Davis, linebacker. We were kind of split because a lot of people say Gerard because that's how it's spelled. Mm -hmm. I've heard both. It's Jared. It's Jared. I'm I'm 90% sure. So not 100%, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. My number three pick, I have Taylor Decker and Casey Mize so far. I am going to go with... I'm split here. Joe Jimenez. Okay. He's proven the most to me. Uh, I've been kind of split between going potential versus what I've seen already. He's got a little bit of both as reliever. Yeah, it's tough with Detroit sports. Yes. Yeah, that's what lot, we're saying. We're a, lot of it, a lot of it is just potential. We are already on our third, only on the third pick, and we're already mm-hmm. struggling here. Yeah. So that's my third pick. Okay. Number four. Okay. All right. I think I'm going Zadina. Zadina? Yeah. Okay. I was close. I just I just need to see a little bit of something, and it's hypocritical of me to say that and then have already picked Casey Mize. Mm-hmm. But no, that's okay. It's all right. It's it's tough. It is tough. It's, it's tough. tough. I I think what's really really funny about this list that they made is that the Red Wings are considered one of the furthest teams away from success in Detroit sports, and yet I think. Their players are on most of the list. Not most They're of the prospects. list, but compared, yeah, yeah. compared to you know the rest of the teams. I agree. They had half the top ten picks, half the top ten on the list. That's true. Mm-hmm. So the future is theoretically bright, you yes. could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, Jamer Candelario, ah. third baseman. He is struggling for average. I think he's in the low 230s, but I like his power, and I think the average will eventually go up. So I think he can. He is a very, very good shot of being the third baseman for the future for the Tigers. Okay. So I'm going Candelario. Yeah. Plus it's all about defense. Yes. Defense, defense wins is pretty good. Yeah. Better than Castellanos was over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. final pick, top 25, under 25 in Detroit. Oh, go. This one's tough. You have Dylan Larkin, Michael Rasmussen, Jared Davis, and Philip Zadina. Jeez, I wonder what sport I like. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty obvious. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Yikes. I like Franklin Perez. Franklin Perez. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is the he I don't even know I don't know if he is anymore, but he was the top overall prospect for the Tigers coming into this season. Yeah. Hurt all year basically. So you still like him. I, I still do like him. I, I think uh 
they got a great return for the Justin Verlander trade. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like where I like where this guy's headed. I don't know I don't know as much mm-hmm. as, you know, maybe some, some prospect geniuses might. But I think he's got a good shot to be a solid name in the Tigers organization. Okay. All right. My final pick, I would be a big hypocrite if I didn't take him. Luke Kennard, mm-hmm. number five. I left him for you. Thank you. You're I welcome. think he's got a, <laughs> especially with, with Dwayne Casey coming in as the new Pistons coach, he emphasizes three-point shooting. Who better to have out there when you need to emphasize three-point shooting than Luke Kennard, mm-hmm. the number one reason why he was drafted. Okay. So I like him a lot. They might have him handle the ball a little bit this year too, switch up his role. So Luke Kennard, my number five pick. So to recap, I had Taylor Decker, Casey Mize, Joe Jimenez, Jamer Candelario, Luke Kennard. You had Dylan Larkin, Michael Rasmussen, Jared Davis, Philip Zadina, and Franklin Perez. All right. So now this next one is going to be a little bit harder for us. Wisconsin. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. <laughs> Wisconsin, top five, under 25. You had the first pick for Detroit. I have the first pick for this one. And the choice could not be easier for me. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Dang it. You think I wasn't going to pick him? That is the no-brainer of no-brainers. No, that is a no-brainer. I was kind of glad you won the the, uh, first pick for Detroit. Yeah, it was – that first pick was a given for for anybody, really. Some people probably are surprised that he's still under 25. He's 23 right now. Yeah, I had to to make sure. I did too. I had to make sure. Also – He's 23. I'm 23. So am I. It's weird. Quick side note, Andre Drummond just turned 25 six days ago, so he was close to being eligible. He doesn't count. Not anymore, but I just want to throw him out there. I have, I have a player on my list who I saw was 25, but I put him on here anyway, and I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Which one was 25 and which one wasn't? No, well, no, I think, I think all but one of the players I have on my list are under 25, and then one of them is 25. But you don't know which one that is. I can't is. remember. Well, I have name. I have I have ages listed out next to mine, and I have a couple also rands. Okay. So if you pick one that's ineligible, I'll let you. You'll know. let me know. Yeah. I'm All right. Sh- I'm sure it'll be very subtle. Number one pick. Okay. I like Dante Divincenzo. Oh, the big ragu. Yeah, the big ragu. Okay. Uh, Three point shooting is like the Pistons, something that the Bucks have been lacking. Mm-hmm. And I think Divincenzo brings that. To the floor. Yeah. At the new be... Pfizer Forum. Pfizer? Is that what you Fiserv said? Pfizer Forum. Pfizer. I, I say Pfizer. 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 Are you, uh, is that actual? Because I don't no know. No idea. Okay. I don't even know what that thing is. You, you're so confident. That, I don't you... even know what that company is. I don't either. All I know is they're based in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. thought it was going to be the Harley Davidson Arena or something like that. That would have been cool. Kind of a no-brainer, but yeah. you know. Guess they didn't want to fork it over. All right, my second pick. I think you screwed up your first pick because I'm going with Josh Hader. The okay. all-everything reliever for the Brewers, although he's kind of slowed down a little bit. Still, he's got electric stuff. He's just nasty. That's a, the best compliment a pitcher can have. His nasty. stuff is nasty. Yeah. That's what Hader like is. That. All right, your second pick. I like Freddie Peralta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost picked him, too. Kind of nasty as well. Yep, and he's only, what, 22, I think? Something 20, like that? I think he's 23. Close enough. Yeah. Pitcher for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was close to picking him. Things get tough from here. 
those were guys that were all in the top of my list. So, hmm, hmm, I'm split between taking a guy with potential versus a guy who's proved it already. I think I know who your proved guy is. I'm going to go with a guy who has the potential. Okay. Keston Hura. <laughs> you don't know who that is. I don't know who I don't know who that is. Don't he, tell me tell me more. He is the Brewers top prospect. Okay. Then multiple people say he's going to be their second baseman slash first baseman of the future. Interesting. He's hitting over three hundred in the minors this year. He's got eleven home runs. Uh one of he's in the top one hundred. I believe he's even in the top fifty of MLB prospects according to MLB pipeline. So he's got a bright future. I like it. Okay. Keston Hira. Keston Hira. Remember the name. That's a cool name. Yeah. How could you forget that? You name? can't forget it now. You cannot. I like that. Mm-hmm. I next, like that. Your next pick. All right. If you're just joining us, we're doing the Wisconsin top twenty, top five players under twenty five. Under twenty five. I have Giannis, Josh Hader, and Keston Hira, and you have Dante Divincenzo and Freddie Peralta. Okay. So it's your pick. I like Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is 25. He's 25? He's 25. He was one of those guys. He was the guy. <sighs> See, I looked him up too because that was going to be my no-brainer. And I was like, wow, this guy is really old. Okay, I'm going to delete him. I mean, if you want me to. No, no, no. We're, no, we're, we're, sti- we're sticking true. We're sticking true here. Yeah, he's 25. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go Thon Maker. That was my – I was split between the two. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's a guy who you would not think can stretch the floor mm-hmm. at all. Um, but he's been doing it, you know, not nearly as often as you would hope. I mean, he's not really getting as many reps as you would think he is. Mm-hmm. And obviously that will come with time. But um, I was lucky enough to cover the Bucks during his rookie season. And kind of seeing him move around was, was a little bit – eye-opening he and his look- head his head is way too small for his body <laughs> which is also he's an interesting perfect. looking guy in general <laughs> it looks like he was a six foot tall man whose body was just stretched to seven feet yeah so all, he's super skinny very long mm-hmm. when you talk about length 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 as some people say length. he's got <laughs> he's got length he's got length my next pick is going to be jamal williams mm. running back for the Green Bay Packers. De facto starter because Aaron Jones is suspended for the first two games. If he was not suspended, I probably would have picked Aaron Jones. Okay. But he's the guy right now. He's going to be the bell cow. You're going to hear that a lot, bell cow. Because the Packers in the first couple weeks of the season are going to talk about wanting balance in their offense. And then by week eight or nine, they're just going to be throwing 45 times a game. Okay. That's my prediction. But until then... Jamal Williams is going to be the guy. He okay. was their leading rusher last year as well. Whopping 540-something yards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's still number one. That's all that counts. Your next pick. I like Orlando Arcia. Mm, okay. He's, he's, been, he's been okay. Um, defense, obviously, has been better than offense. I think he's hitting 2-0-something right now. Not that much action at the plate. Like three homers, 19 yeah, RBI. He's been up something. and down from the minors. Up this and year. down, but I think obviously not used to the, the the lifestyle, the major league lifestyle yet. But uh, obviously that comes with time. Easy to say, comes with time. 
but I think he's got a lot of potential to be you know, a, a solid piece in the Brewers organization. Our friend Charlie, who comes on the show on Tuesdays, would love that pick because he's a big Arcia guy, big Is Brewers he? guy. So, Well, this one's for you, Charlie. All right. So final pick in the Wisconsin top five under 25. Don't do it. What, do you have a guy in mind that you don't want me to take? Mm-hmm. I have got three guys I'm have, deciding between. I have three guys, too. They might be the same. One, they're pr- probably not. Knowing, Probably not. Knowing your knowledge compared to my knowledge. Okay. You're just more of a well-rounded fella. Thank you. You're welcome. You have to be when you're doing this job. Exactly. Otherwise, exactly. people call you out. Exactly. I don't want to be called out. It's, that's also part of the job. Hmm. Hmm. This is so tough. They're all the same to me. I'm going to go... Man. I'm going to go with potential here, Jair Alexander. Okay. I could have done gone Josh Jackson... Josh Jones, Kevin King, I lump them all together. Mm-hmm. I think the guy with the best potential is Jair Alexander. Okay. Because, uh, not to brag, but going back to our pre-draft coverage, I said the Packers should draft Jair Alexander. And they drafted Jair Alexander. So, not to brag, but Mel I Kuyper it. Jr., what? Yeah. Wow. So, just saying, Jair Alexander. So, good. I have to pick him. Good for you. Thank you. Good pick. So, who's your pick? I like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, hate to break to you. He's 25. He's 25. <laughs> he was on... See, I remember that specifically because he was on the list last year oh my God. as being 24. You are shook right now. I'm triggered. I have a list. I, had, I have three guys on the bottom of my list with the words out next to them because they are all 25. Read, Devon, them, read them out to me. Devontae Adams, Malcolm Brogdon, HaHa Clinton Dix. And this was made before you picked Brogdon as well. So that's how I knew right away he was also 25. Someone didn't do their research. No. Well, I mean, I did do research. I just... You just assumed that he was under 25. No, I didn't assume. I saw that he was under 25, and I put him on my list, and then I forgot on the drive over. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. So you need to make a fifth pick here. Yep. Um... Obviously, not a sincere pick. Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this one was tough. I mean, who knows? Wow. Who knows? There's a chance Aaron Rodgers breaks his other collarbone for a second time. Deshaun Kaiser comes in. He might not even be the first guy to come in. Does a better job than Brett Hundley. Then is Aaron Rodgers' hot seat? Seat gonna be hot? No, it won't be hot. Warm, a little toasty. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think his seat will be warm <laughs> at all. It was a joke. Obviously, okay. it would take something catastrophic. It would have to the be the microphone a, stuff is kind of in the way of your face. I would, can't really. Yeah. See, it would have to be a Steve Young, Joe Montana situation. Yeah. Or an Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation. If yeah. You want to go that far? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just r- kind of ran out of picks. Okay. Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions. Okay. Blake Martinez, linebacker for the Packers, had 144 combined tackles last year. Hmm. Aaron Jones, the running back. Uh, Kenny Clark is only 22, the nose tackle. Uh, Kevin King, 22, or 23, excuse me. Uh, Those are my honorable mentions. I think Aaron Jones was the only other player on my list. I think your Deshaun Kaiser pick is worse than... Than your AL wildcard. You think it's that bad? It's that bad. Oh man, he was. Have you seen his stats? 
Yeah, they were bad. They were bad. They were horrible. They were bad. But remember, we talked about this. He was in Cleveland. He was in Cleveland. That's fair. In a very tough AFC North division. Okay, that's. Uh, it doesn't matter the division. You just had to say Cleveland. Cleveland. That's it. So to recap, my Wisconsin top twenty-five, top five under twenty-five: mm-hmm. Giannis, Josh Hader, Keston Hura, Jamal Williams, Jair Alexander, okay. Kellens, Dante Divincenzo, Freddie Peralta, Thon Maker. Orlando Arcia, Deshaun Kaiser. I think you took the Wisconsin one. I think I dunked all over you. I think you took the Wisconsin one. I think all it really took was Giannis. Yeah. And Josh Hader. That was tough. Mm -hmm. You should have taken Hader number one. Yeah, I should have, huh? Detroit, I'd say we're pretty even. Yeah. Because there really isn't a combination that would make one above the other. Yeah. So there you have it. Cool. Let us know who won, who you would have taken instead. Kellen. We'll put them on social media. You see, I almost Don't put it on social media. I yeah, almost put, put your media. wild card picks on social media, but I didn't because I felt like that would be mean. Thank you. So, thank but you. This I one, probably would have gotten fired. Yeah, I'm putting this one up. I probably would have gotten fired from my news job. Probably, honestly. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to talk about the bombshell that Victor Martinez dropped and a comparison to one of the most beloved Red Wings which might not be a good thing. Oh, God. We're getting to that right after this here on the Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us here on the Sports Pen. We are presented by John's Auto Marquette. Kellen Buddy is in studio with me. Have you recovered from that? Devastating loss in the Wisconsin top 525 draft? Yes. You looked a little rattled at the end. I'm fine. I'm not going to lie. I'm fine. You're good, glad there aren't any cameras here. Yeah. That you know of. I'm fine. Okay. You sound fine. If there's a camera, you have to let me know. I don't think so. Yes, you do. Is that a law? Yes. Mm, debatable. This is kind of like international waters, though, in the studio. You have to let me know. There are no rules. Anyway... Victor Martinez of the Tigers dropped an absolute bombshell. We've been teasing this. I should probably admit that I've been using bombshell kind of sarcastically. I hope sarcasm comes through when we say these things because it was not a bombshell. He said that he's probably going to retire at the end of the season as we all – Wait, what? I know. I'm sorry if that, that shocks you. I should have probably better prepared you for that. But yes, he said he's probably going to retire at the end of this season. Dude. I'm sorry. Is that upsetting to you? I thought he was just going to stop hitting switch and just maybe hit right full time. I think left is his better side. Yeah, that's why I was going left. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He's 39. He's in the final year of his contract. The only reason he's playing this year... Is because they're paying him sixteen million dollars. If he if his contract if his contract was done last year, there's no way he'd be playing right now, because he can barely play right yeah, now. Yeah, nobody as it would is. pick him up. No, nobody would have signed him. The Tigers certainly wouldn't have signed him. Farewell uh, tour. Yeah, basically, he's hitting two forty four, six home runs, thirty nine RBIs, two ninety four on base percentage, which is horrid. Uh, his OPS is six twenty four, also horrid. The MLB average is in the 700s, I can tell you that. His wins above replacement, according to ESPN here, minus 1.2. 
which is surprisingly not his worst. One minus one point six in twenty fifteen. This is worst. Wow. So, but still, he has plenty of time to get to that point because right. the season's not over yet. Yeah. So he's been an absolute black hole for the most part. He's had a few timely hits here and there in the batting lineup, but this should be music to Tigers fans' ears. Oh yeah, I mean, long overdue. I think a couple years overdue, not you know a decade overdue. Obviously, you know, five years ago this guy was electric. Back when Tigers were in the World Series, that they got absolutely creamed. Yeah, and he he was a very consistent was, player. Yeah, consistent, powerful. Great DH. Didn't strike out at all, really. I mean, if you go through his career, he has never had a season with a hundred or more strikeouts, which is impressive, especially in this day and age. Right. Where guys are striking out 200-plus times. Yeah, it's a pitcher's game now, for sure. And he has not struck struck out more than a hundred times. Even this year, when he has not been playing well, he's only struck out 38 times. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah. He does not strike out. At all. Well, how often is he hitting, though? Not No comment. <laughs> he has 90 hits and 38 strikeouts. Not a great average, but that's a pretty good ratio. Because if he were striking out and not hitting this and hitting this poorly, he'd be even worse. Yeah. But at least he's putting balls in play. Yeah. That's kind of, have a, that. kind of a coach speak, manager speak kind of thing. Got to give the infield a chance to mess up. Right. Exactly. If, you don't, if you don't give him a chance to mess up... Mm-hmm. Not success. Kind of an exa- <laughs> kind of an example <laughs> of a player who hung on a year too long. And this comparison could be used, and I don't want to offend anybody, but it could possibly be used for Henrik Zetterberg. This idea was brought up by Jamie Samuelson, who wrote an article for the Detroit Free Press about it. Do you want Z to look like V-Mart? Was the title. And he's basically saying, if Henrik Zetterberg comes back this year and tries to play through his back injury, he is going to look as bad as V-Mart does for the Tigers. Now, you are a resident Red Wings expert. Do you agree with this take? No. Why? Zetterberg was severely overused last year. Having him play over 20 minutes a game for however long the Red Wings were mathematically out of playoff contention was the dumbest move. If that doesn't happen, he's back and he's healthy. He's playing, you know, if if he's playing 10 minutes a game, 12 minutes a game, you know, maybe even 15 minutes a game. That might be stretching it a little bit. I just I mean, it it would make it would make sense that if Zetterberg comes back, you know, he's going to have a rough season, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as Victor Martinez. Even with Zetterberg playing through all that pain last year, he still contributed a lot. You he know? had the second most points on the team. Yeah, he was still he was still a forceful presence on the ice and off the ice, obviously. So I, I don't think he's going to have a Victor Martinez-esque season this year. But the fact that we're even talking about this is frustrating as it is, especially when you've just signed Blaschel and Ken Holland to an extension. You sound a little salty about that part. A little bit salty. About both of them? You don't think salty. either one should have come back? I I don't think so. Uh, I think the recent moves that Ken Holland made at the deadline um, kind of swayed the Illiches to 
you know, say, hey, maybe this guy knows what's happening now. Let's give him another chance. But I, I think the damage was done long before. But why, why Blaschel then? Because of playing Zetterberg too much? Do you think that mainly falls he didn't, on him? He didn't practice. He hasn't practiced with the team since, like, January. Wow. If, so, your star, if your captain isn't practicing with the team, why are you playing him 20-plus minutes a game? You could say there was no one else to play. That wouldn't be... I mean... Yeah, you could, you could say that, but you could also take a look at the farm system that the Red Wings have. You have young guys who have been chomping at the bit for years to get time in the NHL. And because of the things that Ken Holland has done, signing Thomas Vanek and Mike Green and Franz Nielsen a couple of years ago to a five-year contract... These young players aren't getting their playing time that they deserve and that they've worked so hard to get. It's not fair. That's why I think Henrik Zetterberg shouldn't come back. I agree. He had a, with all the injuries, he still on paper had a decent season last year. Why go out again when you know your back is not going to get any better? Where you're going to get diminished playing time. So your numbers are going to look way worse. It's going to be a steep decline, I think, from I here hope on he out. Gets, I hope he gets diminished playing time. If he comes back, if he comes back and plays more than fifteen minutes a game, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, give it to a guy like your pick, Michael Rasmussen, Philip Sedina, anybody else. You could even look at uh, Evgeny Shevchenkov, a guy that could get more playing time. You know, there are so many other guys that deserve that time, but at the same time, you could say, "Well, he's our captain. He's our leader. We can't just." Stick him on the bench. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can, okay. You can. You should. You can and you should. And you should have done that years ago. Right. And I don't think a guy like Zetterberg should sit on the bench, which is why he should retire. Because I agree with you. I don't want him to play that much. And because of that, he shouldn't come back. He should just retire. I agree. It's, I, think it's be- I think it's best for the team. It's going to suck seeing another captain retire and leaving us in this world of unknown. It's kind of remarkable that he played all 82 games last year. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Not being able to practice since January, playing all 82 games with an average ice time of 19 minutes, 30 seconds. That's absurd. 21 seconds less than Dylan Larkin. More than Anthony Mantha, Gustav Nyquist, Abdul Kader. Franz Nielsen. What was Anthony what was Andreas Athanasiu? Was he like six or seven? Fifteen, nineteen. He was fifteen. Wow, they seventy-one games. That's good. That's good. So yeah, and what those other eleven? He wasn't even on the team. He wasn't even on the team because he had the contract dispute, right? So gotta love arbitration. Love it. Final segment. Another uh, controversy. It's gonna oh. enrage half of our fans probably. I think the other half will be. Business as usual. I'll just leave it at that. We'll get to it right after this year on the Sports Pen presented by John's Auto Marquette. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Final segment here on the Sports Pen presented by John's Auto Marquette. Just a couple minutes left for you, Kellen Buddies, in studio with me. We're still in the preseason for college football. Football's still back, though. It's still back, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's back. CBS Sports decided to enrage pretty much everybody in every state. They decided to pick the best Division I FBS and FCS college football team by state. 
So, of course, everybody here looked directly at Michigan. Who'd they pick? They picked my Spartans. Do you think that was the right pick? Probably not. Probably not? Why? Probably not. They, the, I should back that up. The criteria is who is playing the best right now, not the best all time. Do you still think they made the wrong pick? I mean, it makes sense. Obviously, I think lately the two teams have been so close. You know, not only in their rivalry, but, you know, kind of who they're playing. Obviously, they're in the same division, in the same conference. So it's it's kind of tough to tell them apart. But I think this is a great compare. It's a great comparison. And it, it's it's a great take. I Well, I, I obviously, I think they're wrong. But it's a good, it's a good take. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's been way too close in the recent past. But Has uh, it? Has it? I think it has. Really? Yeah. Isn't Michigan State eight and two against Michigan in the last ten years? Well, I mean, not. I'm not talking like that rivalry. I'm just talking recent. Michigan has to consistently beat Michigan State or finish ahead of them in the Big Ten to have that that backing. I guess that it's the tough. evidence to support it. I don't. I honestly. I don't think it's as tough. I think going forward, now it will be tougher because Michigan is on an even level with Michigan State. And you could really say that starting in 2015 and on, it's been very even. Mm -hmm. And then it gets tougher. But I still think that Michigan consistently, they had to beat Michigan State this year and finish ahead of them in the Big Ten for me to entertain the idea that Michigan's logo should be on that map instead of that Spartan head. Okay. Until then, they won't do it. Okay. So I'm I'm just saying I'm not I'm not dethroning the Spartans yet. They just have to prove it, and it is close. But you got to finish higher than third in the Big Ten at some point in the Big Ten East if you want to be the best team in the state. How hot is Harbaugh's seat? It's not hot. Not hot. Is it warm? I still think there's so much support for him in Ann Arbor that it's not hot yet. Okay. Now. If they take this super talented team and go eight and four, then it gets a little toasty. But I don't think they will go eight and four. So I think he's gonna be safe. There's there is he'd have to go Well, you you don't think they'll go eight and four, you think they'll do better? Yeah, I think they'll do better. Okay. He would have to go six and six to get fired or something. Okay. He's not getting fired this year. Would he walk away and take another job? I still think that's a slim chance, but if I had to pick between the two outcomes, I'd say he'd walk away before he gets fired. Now, next year, if this season's disappointing, maybe things get a little notched up. Okay. What do you think? I think it's a little warm. Obviously, he hasn't had a trademark victory, hasn't beaten OSU, hasn't beaten Michigan State. So we'll have to see. He did beat them in 2016. But everybody right. beat Michigan State That's in 2016. Right, yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't a good season for them. They should have picked a different season to beat Michigan State, so it could actually look impressive. Yeah, like what was that? 2015. 2015 would have looked nice. Mm-hmm. Last year would have looked nice. Yeah. Were you at that game? I was in 2015. I was. I almost left. You almost before left. that play because I worked for Spartan Sports Network at the time. I was the guy with the big dish, the parabolic. On oh. the field. You know, the guy that always that, gets run into. That's like a microphone thing, yes. right? Okay. It's a field microphone, so oh, you can fun. hear the pads on the radio. And my producer, in my headphones, with one minute left, said, 
All right, Blake, if you want, you can head into the locker room because that's where we had our post-game set up. And I'm like, should I? Shouldn't I? No, you got to like, stay. Ah! You got to stay. So I, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll stay. See what happens. And then it gets down to 10 seconds left. They're lining up to punt. I'm like, all right, well, this is over. And I almost left for the second time right before the punt. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Maybe they'll, it'll go out of bounds and they'll have like three seconds left. And then, of course, chaos ensues and... Where where were you on the sidelines? I was lined up directly with Blake O'Neill, the punter. Really? So I saw that right in front of me. Started running with the sideline towards the goal line along the sideline. I wonder if I wonder if we pulled up that tape if we could find you running. No, nope. did you? Because I'm it? on the opposite. Oh, you're on the opposite side. side. Okay, so, so you're on the far sideline from the camera. Yes. So you couldn't Dang, see me. That's very disappointing. That's unfortunate. So you couldn't see me. In one of the craziest highlights. But the longer the highlight goes, you could probably see me running towards the pile. I haven't got, they haven't shown that, that angle yet. There's some angle that exists out there where I'm close to that pile. So you're, you're there. I was there. I was, there. On, I was on the playing surface. My hand was on ESPN one time. Really? I was holding a microphone. Nice. Yeah. Where? Uh, it was at Lambeau Ooh. interviewing Aaron Rodgers. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. Got my nice pasty hand. That sticks out big time right <laughs> yeah. there. It's like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're out of time. Okay. We have too many stories trading about being on TV. Good. We could go on for hours. I Good mean, stuff. you could just talk about your everyday life. I could. You're on TV every I day. I am on TV. It's kind of weird for you to brag about it since I don't brag about it. I'm a little humble. Hashtag stay, stay humble. humble. Right. There Thanks. We, we appreciate your Thank you for your service. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, you're welcome. And you're listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.